already the NHL's Iron Man. Tonight, Phil Kessel will reach a milestone no one has before by playing in his 1,000th consecutive National Hockey League game. Hard work, steely resolve, and sure grittiness. It starts with an attitude. We need swagger, okay? Regardless of what happens out there, doesn't matter. Keep your swagger. Hey everybody, this is Five Hole Fantasy Hockey. I'm your host for today, Mike Rogerson, taking a look at the week preview for week six. It's another kind of bad, kind of bad upcoming week schedule wise. I don't like it. Uh, there's a lot of games. Uh, we'll take a look at that in a minute. You can find us on Twitter at FHF Hockey. You can f come to our Fantasy Hockey Discord, talk hockey and fantasy hockey and all kinds of things with uh, 2,300 other people. Always stuff to talk about there. So the reason that I am by myself again today, we are all gung-ho to go last night, and um, somebody stole Zach's laptop from his work, allegedly. I don't think they uh, are going to get away with it. Hopefully Zach can get his computer back and he can be back with me for next episode. Some asshole stole Zach's computer. Screw you, man. Woman, dickhead, either way. Don't do that kind of shit. First and foremost, in the news and notes, there's one big bit of news. It's a few days old at this point, but I just feel like you have to give a shout out to Phil Kessel again. Phil Kessel, a thousand games in a row first and only player in NHL history to play a thousand games in a row without interruption. You know, it's Phil Kessel. He's possibly the most out of shape man ever. Definitely the most out of shape man ever to be good. But way to go, buddy. Uh, and here's a little clip from us talking about Phil Kessel on uh, probably our best episode of all time, I think, uh, from... Um, couple of years back episode 124 team previews for the coyotes i think it's our best episode of all time so if you want to go back and take a listen to that do so it's pretty hilarious and you'll also notice how far along the production of the show has come in the last 200 episodes wow uh anyways here take a listen i saw a commercial the other day about the mcrib coming back <laughs> And I am, and I immediately thought, somewhere in the desert of Arizona, Phil Kessel is just punching holes in the wall, just flipping out, Stoked. being happy, Stoked. just can't wait to shove McRibs into his face. Hey guys, Jesus, I'll have your what a waste! Okay, how many? I'll just have them. I'm off. <laughs> Ship them. I said yes. The answer was yes. <laughs> What can I get you today? Like yes. Like a Ron Swanson, man. Like, I'll have all the eggs and bacon you have. Yeah. I'm afraid what you heard was I'll have a lot of eggs and bacon. <laughs> <laughs> what I meant was I'll have all of the McRibs that you have. Okay. And there you have it, folks. Five Hole Fantasy Hockey 124. Taking a look at the last week's standout performances, um, a few interesting things. One actually is just notable that the top three scorers in the league last week were all D. It was uh, Carlson, 
who's just wow at this point. Uh, Yossi and Sergachev, top three scorers in the league. Unfortunately for fantasy, they're obviously all super owned. So if you have them, great. If not, well, it's probably getting scored on by them. Uh, there are a few guys who are in the Jesko Czech territory who had great weeks and are maybe available. David Perron is coming on. Hey. Uh, he's 60% rostered, six points in the last three games played. I love Perron in terms of in terms of fantasy. I don't like him. I think he looks kind of like a dink, but I like him as a player. And yeah, he's had uh, tons of points, a couple of them on the power play. Uh, his shots are were dipping but now in his last game he had six shots again his time on ice is anywhere from 13 minutes up to 23 minutes generally around 16 17 but it's all over the place uh, i'm not sure what's going on with that at any rate he off and on gets a few hits as well so i like uh, i like perron as a guy and yeah he had a great week and potentially available uh, i also like brock besser as if you didn't know he's 60 percent rostered since coming back from his injury, he's at 61% rostered. So five points in the last four games since coming back from that injury. Um, and Vancouver has quite a good schedule coming up next week. So I like Brock Besser. So just go check there. And then Sam Bennett at 68%. He had five points and 10 hits in his last three games played. So Sam Bennett, potentially available. Go take a look at that. And as a nostalgia stream in this past week, just a one-nighter, I successfully streamed Alex Edler, and he got me one assist and two hits against the Canucks. 4.5 fan points, so that felt good. To go on a, on a gut take and take Alex Edler, and uh, he came through for me, and that was great. Which does lead into my tip of the week coming up here uh, for the upcoming week is uh, keep your LA players. If you streamed LA players last week because they had the three off nights, well, this week coming up for the second week in a row, they have the most off nights. They have two. They only play three games, but two of them are off nights, and they're the only team that plays the two off nights. So if you did pick those guys up last week, you might as well hang on to them and try to use your pickups for other things because uh, it's, it's still going to be worthwhile this week. So, yeah, keep your LA players uh, from last week. Looking at the schedule for this upcoming week, there's a lot of games. There's 17 teams that play four games, so there's lots of games throughout the week. And being that there's no games at all on Thursday, all of those games are crammed into only six nights this week. So it's kind of it's going to be rough. There's going to be a lot of people ending up on your bench. Uh, because it's basically a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday are all heavy nights. There's no games on Thursday. And then Tuesday and Sunday are your only off nights. So there's only those two. So yeah, a lot of games, but all crammed into fewer nights. So get ready to see a lot of bench points this week. No uh, great schedules, to be honest, but I guess... I guess probably your best options here are there's a few teams that have four games played uh, with one off night, and that would be Anaheim, San Jose, Arizona, Ottawa, Vancouver, and Winnipeg. Gross. And then you have, as I mentioned, you have L.A., who's got three games played and the two off nights. So I'd say overall, those are probably all your best bets. You're going to have to do a lot of shuffling to try to make your lineups work this week. 
Uh, and then in terms of the worst schedules teams to avoid, four pretty significant fantasy teams, actually. So you're going to have some decisions to make. Two games played with no off nights. That would be Florida, Detroit, and Tampa Bay. Yeah, you're going to maybe have a few of those fringe players from those teams on your rosters because they are good teams, but be aware. Now, granted that there are super heavy, crowded days this week, so you might be okay to have a player or two who doesn't even really play this week because you're going to have players on your bench almost every night. So just be aware of that. Take a look. So if you do happen to have somebody that you really like on Florida, Detroit, or Tampa, you know, take a look at the rest of your lineup. Maybe you can ride with them uh, on the bench kind of for the whole week. So we'll see. See how that works out for you. Uh, so taking a look at my top three streamers for the week, I'll start with the top three, and we'll and I'll, I'll breeze through a few others as well. But um, one guy I really like, who earlier I had advised to maybe drop, but things have changed, and that is is Jake Sanderson with Shabbat out. You know, as we know, that's 28 minutes. That's half a game's worth of minutes are up for grabs, and it's basically going to Jake Sanderson. Ottawa hasn't been getting as many wins as they'd like, but they are still offensively successful, and Sanderson's going to be getting pretty significant minutes and pretty significant power play time. I mean, he's in in the neighborhood of you're starting to see some 24- and 25-minute games, a couple assists uh, last game. He's blocking a lot of shots and hitting at a reasonable pace. And he does get you three or four shots a game lately. So I really like Jake Sanderson as an option on the Senators. In this upcoming week, Ottawa's got San Jose on Monday, Vegas on Wednesday, Anaheim on Friday, and then LA on the Sunday off night. So a pretty good schedule. You can score against San Jose. You can definitely score against Anaheim. And you can definitely score against LA. Yeah. So it's going to be, that's a good trip. I like Sanderson in that uh, Vegas game. And maybe in the LA game as well, there's going to be lots of block shots to be had for Sanderson. So it could be a good stat week for him. So I like that. I put him as my number one streamer candidate for the week. He's 46% rostered. And um, whenever you can pick up a, a serviceable D like that, that's a good thing. So it might end up turning into a long-term hold. You know, he's got this lengthy tryout right now to have real minutes. When Shabbat comes back, if Sanderson, I mean, this is a lot of ifs over the long term, but if he plays well with uh, Shabbat out, when he comes back, they might, you know, realize they can give Shabbat a couple minutes off per night, you know, maybe bring him down to 26 minutes or something like that. So it could be a good thing long-term for Sanderson as well. Uh, it's definitely a sink or swim time for him. My second streamer choice is a trio of almost identical players from L.A. Uh, as I mentioned, they have the two off nights, the only team to have the two. So that in and of itself is is worth a lot. Kaliev, Arvidsson, and Trevor Moore. Uh, not my favorite players in the world or anything by any stretch of the imagination, but um, they're all playing very well. Trevor Moore, six points in the last seven games. He's at 40%. Victor Arvidsson at 25% also has six points in the last seven games. Uh, and Kaliev has five points in the last uh, seven games. Kaliev at 22%, Arvids at 25%, Trevor Moore at 40%. All three of them are left-wing, right-wing eligible. 
none of them really do too much in the way of peripherals, um, but they are getting points. All of them are getting power play points. Kaliev in particular has two goals, both on the power play in that last couple of weeks here. Um, there's also Dano, who's 32% rostered right now with um, seven points in his last seven games. So he's been playing well. LA's offense has been steady with a bunch of these guys sitting around a point per game. Whereas, you know, you've got Kopitar struggling. He's only got two points in that same span. Dowdy's only got four points. Kempe only with two. So it is this sort of secondary line uh, that's keeping them in things lately. So keep an eye on that. Now we've got Dursey out. So we'll see how that affects things. He's a He's a solid defenseman, but shouldn't you know break the team's back or anything uh you could definitely see dowdy coming on with more offense and kopitar coming on with more offense uh, we'll see what happens with this line too if they can keep it going then then that's great but yeah again given the schedule and given their availability i think those la guys are definitely worth a look and then i think my third streamer choice is another trio of players i'm gonna go with the vancouver guys um, I've been lumping Kuzmenko and Mikheyev into one player this season, it seems like, because uh, it does seem to go that way. They've been generally playing on a line with Pedersen at even strength. Granted, as as we've seen, Mikheyev and Kuzmenko have been very up and down uh, in their point production. So in the last five games, they've both only got two points each. You know, Mikheyev is is over two shots a game. Kuzmenko's only shooting about once a game, but I don't know. I can just I can feel another little streak coming on. And again, Vancouver has a good schedule this week, so you could look at uh, one of those two. You could also take a look at Connor Garland. He's been getting some reps with the top line, and his minutes have gone up to 16 minutes. So he's actually playing more than Brock Besser even right now. So Garland is also worth a look. So Garland, Mikheyev, uh, Kuzmenko, all worthy pickups in Vancouver. Again, granted, their schedule is is very good. And then, you know, obviously they're, they're big guys. Bo Horvat, JT Miller, Besser's been doing well. Patterson's been doing very well. Quinn Hughes has just been doing his assist per game thing. Um, but you're not going to find yourself owning any of those players. Although Brock Besser is still only 60% rostered, and he is comfortably over point per game and over three shots a game. So the goals are going to start coming again for him. So just go check on Besser, as I said earlier. Now that kind of leads us into my banger selection for the week is also a Vancouver player, Luke Shen. <laughs> Let's talk about Luke Shen. The guy is uh, averaging over six hits per game over the last two weeks, five hits per game on the season. Yeah, that's what he does. He hits and uh, he hits a lot. He's got a sizable lead as the hits leader on in the whole league for the season. I mean, he's 10 points ahead of Garnet Hathaway, who's in second. Luke Shen has 81 hits on the season. Hathaway has 71 there's a couple of guys with 70, a couple of guys with 69. So Luke Shen is substantially ahead. He's uh, He's got 20 more hits than Radko Gudis in the same amount of games, if that puts it into perspective. You know, 15 more hits than Marty Favs in two last games. So yeah, Luke Shen, if you're looking for hits, this is not just me being a Canucks guy. Luke Shen is legitimately the biggest hitter in the league this season by a, a margin. 
um, at this point. And the thing is, he's not just there for games when they're going to be rough and tumble. He's he's a legitimate, probably their fifth defenseman on the depth chart, and he plays over 17 minutes a night, so he's really in the lineup. He's not just a goon. He's not just a Ryan Reeves or something like that who's just strictly there to come out, hit, and get off the ice. He's going to be playing every night. And he gets you a shot or two on a night, maybe a point. You know, I would not plan on that, but it does happen <laughs> sometimes. Rarely, but sometimes. And uh, I got to say, a couple times I've I've been around the ice for practice and stuff like that. Luke Shen, is, um, he's the last one gone. He's out there working on his game and his skills after everyone else is off the ice. So he's putting in the effort to try to be a real player and keep his playing time. So I think that's important because the more you're on the ice, the more you're able to hit guys, and that's what he does. Some honorable mentions, streamers. There's a couple of guys that um, I would take a look at if the situation is right, and that would be the centers on San Jose. San Jose has a great schedule, uh, and Couture and Hurdle are are getting points they are available and san jose has great matchups for offense but problem is kuchar and hurdle are both center only and there's so crowded schedules this week it's unlikely that you're going to be able to utilize them every night being that center only but if you do have an injured center or something like that those san jose guys are great options but don't just pick them up blindly because like i said given the schedule this week and given that they're center only, could very easily end up in a situation where you pick them up and are only able to use them on one night, maybe. In which case, don't waste a pickup on them. Someone who you're only going to get one game played on a shitty team. Now, in terms of goalie streams, there's 14 teams that play back-to-back on Friday, Saturday. So depending on your league format, if goalies are important at all, you might want to utilize that as a way to get some extra games in because the nights are so heavy you might want to make sure that you use a pickup to to get an extra goalie game in there because there's so many available and there's a couple of good options i think my favorite goalie streamer option will be varlamov versus either columbus or philadelphia depending which game he gets both very very winnable games Uh, columbus is decimated right now philadelphia is back to be in philadelphia after a good start and now with Konechny out, who was basically the reason they were doing well. Varlamov is, though he is now the backup for sure, backup to Sorokin, switching roles, doing the, the old Rene Saros dance there. But Varlamov is still playing well. He was sitting at a 929 save percentage on the season last time we checked. So still the, the same old good Varlamov, same old team in front of him. So definitely like Varlamov. Uh, whichever game he gets there. And then another look could be Aiden Hill. He's 32% rostered, and he's going to either see Seattle or Vancouver. Both are very winnable games for Vegas. Vancouver is heating up a little bit, and, and the one thing about Vancouver is offense hasn't been their problem. They're scoring five or six goals fairly regularly. Um, it's just been, they've also been letting in five or six goals fairly regularly, so... And Vegas as a whole team has been great. They had a huge season-long hiccup as a team last year, but um, they are back. They're the best in the best team in the Pacific, pretty much the best team in the West right now. Aiden Hill is sitting at a 909 save percentage on the season, so he's he's slipped a little bit, but he's definitely solid. Five wins and a loss, so I do like Aiden Hill as a pickup still. 
the other teams that I mentioned that have decent schedules. So let's take a quick look there. The problem with a lot of the ones I didn't bring up is it's just it's just so tough. It's so tough to find good players. So let's see. In Anaheim, you've got, I mean, the guys who are doing well are Troy Terry and Trevor Zegras, but they're both uh, definitely owned in your leagues. And then after that, there's not really anybody I'm interested in, even as a streamer. I mean, f you know, Frank Vitrano's fun, but he's only six points in 18 games in the season. So if you need hits, you might want to get someone like Frank Vitrano, but there just isn't anything there. Anaheim is bad. They're just a bad, bad, bad team. I don't know. <laughs> Bedard and Zegers might be a nice highlight reel to have for that team. But yeah, just at this point, definitely not. San Jose, like I brought up a couple of guys who you might want to get from San Jose, but the problem there being that they're centers, right? Uh, Arizona has that great schedule this week, but you know Clayton Keller is 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 doing good. 18 points in 16 games. He's at 70% rostered, so unlikely you're going to find him. Some people are excited about, you know, like J.J. Moser on D. You know, he's getting, he's got six points on the power play, nine points on the season in 16 games, minimal hits and blocks. So I'm not even that excited about Moser, to be honest. Like, it's cool that he's doing okay, but this is the best he's going to do, and it's it's barely, it's league average. And nobody wants to pick him Nick Ritchie, so I don't know, there's nothing nothing going on there. Mosier is playing more than Goss Despair, and more power play points, so even old Goss Despair isn't uh, performing up to what we thought he might. Nothing really happening in um, Arizona, not a big shock there. Ottawa, who we love, I talked about Sanderson on Ottawa. The other guys there, uh, there's been so much excitement around Ottawa. All the big players there have been scoring and have been picked up. You've got all the big guns, Kachuk, Stutzla, Giroud, Debrinkit, Batherson, Shabbat, all owned, all performing well. Jake Sanderson is the only one at 46% now, so he's already going up. I don't know, people were excited. Pinto had that hot streak, but he's out now too. So Mott had a, a hot start, but he's back to just being Tyler Mott, who's going to get you a lot of hits with the potential of a, a couple of points. He will get you a lot of hits. That's a given. So nothing too fancy in Ottawa, Vancouver I talked about. And then I guess the last team that had a decent schedule we haven't touched on is Winnipeg. So we'll just pop into Winnipeg. I hate Winnipeg. I used to really like them and I loved the thought of them rejoining the league those years ago and, and all that. I don't I don't like the team right now whatsoever. Um, and when it comes to fantasy, there's not much happening there. <sighs> One thing you could try is Blake Wheeler. He's sitting at uh, 10 points in 16 games. Not horrible, but definitely not good. His hits have all but dried up. You used to be able to count on him for hits as well. He's got plenty of zero hit games, plenty of zero block games, plenty of games without points, lots of games with no power play points. So I didn't sell him very well. He is an option, um, but basically the reason he's an option is because he's just drastically fallen off this year. Although last year he did the same thing and then made a massive comeback. So you can either look at it as a buy low, uh, pick up and see what happens kind of situation.
So that's our week preview for this sixth week of the season. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. You can find us on Twitter at FHF Hockey. You can join our Fantasy Hockey Discord. Uh, we do have stuff on YouTube as well and on various other platforms, but definitely Twitter and Discord are the place to find us. Thanks for listening. We'll be back with Tuesday Trends in a couple of days. Love you. Bye.